It is the Chicago First United audio podcast for Chicago Scene Salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVersUnited.com. This week, an interview with Alex Fruchter from Ruby Hornet. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here with Alex Fruchter from Ruby Hornet. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. It's good to see you. Uh, you know, I was preparing for this interview with you, and I was thinking, like, I feel like I've seen you more this last year than maybe some members of my family, because you've had so much going on, we keep bringing you back on the podcast to talk about all this cool stuff you've got going on, right? Yeah, I think this is, uh, I was thinking about that, too. I think this is, like, my fourth podcast interview. Yeah, fourth or maybe fifth. I mean, something like that between, like, the panels and, like, everything. So, but always good to have you on, man, because you, you really do always have a ton of stuff going on, and right now is no exception. You've got this new record coming out called Closed Sessions Volume 2, correct? Yep, yep. Closed Sessions Volume 2 is the uh, the new album. It's going to drop uh, physically limited edition-wise, digitally not limited at all on uh, August 30th. Yeah, August 30th, and there's a lot going on. Uh, I, I kind of want to get to all of that, but let's kind of take a step back. How has the year been for you, man, with like with Ruby Hornet, with Closed Sessions, with Digital Freshness, with all the stuff you've got going on? You know what? 2012 has actually been, I and I tell a lot of people this, really the, the best year I've had. It's really been the most enjoyment I, I've had in a minute. I think that this was when we did a, we did a whole new relaunch of Ruby Hornet, a new design, a better focus. We've been sitting on this Closed Sessions album, some of these songs, since 2010. We did the first record with Out of Sight in May of 2010, and we're like, uh, just didn't know the best way to put it out. We didn't want it to just come and go. And I, uh, I remember in November of 2011, I took a trip to New York, and for like three days, not even three days, uh, two days, I walked around with like, I think there were eight or nine of these finished. I had them on a CD, and I had a couple links in Vimeo, and I did. I just went from office to office, like trying to convince pretty powerful people to be like believe in this and be like, "Yo, you, this is this is it. You should help me put this out." And uh, luckily, one of those was MTV, and it's just like uh, kind of some validation. So this year's been dope. Teaching at Columbia has been great getting a chance to really talk to college kids and that's our audience so um this year is kind of like a lot of things have, have really come together for me yeah man i mean i've seen that in a big way and let's kind of fill people in for anyone who maybe doesn't know what closed sessions is and kind of how this record works because it's not just simply a record it's not just another compilation i mean this is something that is a culmination of a lot of original material and performances and studio sessions and, and kind of like you know let people know how it all comes together and really how much of a original effort it is on your part with these artists yeah uh it's hard to explain sometimes because there is so much going on but in the simplest terms cl- closed sessions is a independent label located in chicago we're based out of soundscape studios in ukrainian village and it is the marriage of ruby hornet a uh, website a content creator uh event thrower whatever and me as a dj like that's that that's one side the other side being soundscape studio place to create music we put those two together created this label 
with the idea of making new music and celebrating the moment of it, the history of it. So uh, this album in particular was created when an artist comes to Chicago for Ruby Hornet stuff. They do our party, Digital Freshness. We document it. We take them to the studio. They make a new song. And the idea is to tell a story of who the artist is through them creating this record and what they're dealing with. So, like, when you get the song, you get to see the context that it was created in. Why Raekwon would make a record about, about such and such. Why Sci High the Prince would make this kind of record at this point in his, in his career. It's a, time, it's a time capsule, in a sense. Going forward, we're going to start to function like a proper boutique label drawing inspiration from a Def Jam in the 80s New York or Rockets Records. That's really the inspiration. Um, and yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. And I think uh, finally people are starting to kind of get it because I did another interview earlier today with the Tribune and they asked somewhat of the same thing, like just all the components that go in, like how we even make these things happen there's a lot there well and this is something that i think is really interesting because this is something that i don't really see happening in chicago you know you mentioned new york and it seems like this is something that would happen in new york maybe in la but really it seems like a new york thing and i think chicago kind of gets shafted in that sense where it doesn't have you know there's a lot of records a lot of songs that drop but it doesn't have this full immersive album documentary kind of whole experience right yeah I mean, that's kind of like, that's at the heart of it, is that we've been able to create a, uh, a hub. We've been able to create, like, a cultural point where people really can interact and talk. And, like, I think within Chicago hip-hop, producers and DJs and MCs want to be part of closed sessions. You know, we've been able to, to make it something meaningful because at the heart of it is capturing the culture, is documenting this moment in time you know this this is a crazy period i don't know if there's been a period where so many chicago artists have been signed to major record deals or where you could go on any publication any day of the week and you're going to see prominently featured chicago artists if you go back to like and want to be like why is chicago at the top uh, why is chicago's hip-hop scene so emerging in the national scene now and you go back over the few years of what's been bubbling i think you'll find that like ruby hornet closed sessions digital freshness is at the center of all that we've been able to provide an outlet for new artists to kind of like be like i'm here and that's what digital freshness is like when you're on that that bill all the artists that have been coming up, cut their chops. A place to record, a place to be documented, that's kind of what we're providing. And, like, it's pretty, it's it's dope. Like, that's my favorite part. It's great to be able to, like, watch one of these documentaries with Freddie Gibbs from 2010 and YP and, like, now where YP is at. That's the heart of, of what we're trying to do. Well, yeah, I mean, you are absolutely capturing these moments in time with artists who are absolutely on their way up and really hitting some great heights and what it reminds me of i don't know if you remember this you know i was younger at this time but i've heard stories of it of course in the mid 90s like early to mid 90s billboard magazine i believe it was called chicago the next seattle because the pumpkins were here liz fair was here there were all these alternative acts coming out and then billboard calls 
Chicago, the next Seattle, and all these labels come rushing to Chicago. They sign all these alternative bands. A lot of them got bad deals, and it didn't go anywhere. But it kind of feels like that a bit here. And I'm not saying that these artists are getting bad deals, but suddenly Chicago is like the next Brooklyn or something, or the next Atlanta, because these hip-hop artists are just getting snatched up left and right, right? No, they uh, they definitely are. And, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I kind of remember that, but not. I didn't know that Billboard said that. Uh, I do remember when that was happening and when Seattle was just killing everything from a, an alternative rock standpoint, and then Chicago had... The, the bands you mentioned. Uh, these labels are coming in here. They've signed a lot of our artists, and there's no real place where, you know, there are a lot of, sh- there are a lot of very talented artists that signing a major record deal would not make any sense for them right now. It would probably be a career suicide because they're just not ready. There's no breeding ground. Closed Sessions is that breeding ground. As a label, we're able to offer an artist one, just guidance between me and Mike at Soundscape. We've done pretty much everything in the, in the music business that you need to do. We're also able to offer a platform through the website. We're able to offer uh, just a real passion and excitement. We're able to offer recording space. Like, we can be that, like, kind of minor league label. That's kind of the, the, the goal here. Well, and I think it's interesting that, you know, this Closed Sessions record, Volume 2, that's about to come out, Mm -hmm. this Closed Sessions volume, it's Volume 2, that's about to come out, and this is different from Volume 1, because Volume 1 was really recorded entirely almost like all at South by Southwest a few years ago, right? That was really kind of like a South by Southwest experiment, correct? Um, So, yeah, so this is Closed Sessions Volume 2. It's actually our third release, which is confusing to people. So we had Closed Sessions Volume 1, which was done at Soundscape in Chicago with Currency, Bun B, Tanya Morgan, when we were kind of figuring shit out. And then the album we did in Texas was called Closed Sessions ATX, and it was way different because, yeah, like you said, it was condensed into a four-day period we're in a mansion we're not sleeping artists from all over the country are just coming in and out and that album is that's that's like its own thing so we call this closed sessions volume two uh even though it's our third release it's volume two because it's the second of like we're in our where the artists are coming into our environment it's uh spaced out and like what really we're trying to do but that closed sessions atx i would never want to do that again but that was amazing <laughs> yeah man, it sounds like one of those things where i'm like that's incredible i really admire them for doing that i'm so glad i didn't have to yeah. do it yeah. um you mentioned releasing these records before that you have two other ruby hornet releases that have come out as full lengths you know what kind of lessons did you learn from those records that you brought to this third you know volume other than don't do it at South by Southwest. I think that the biggest the biggest lesson that I've learned is that it's really all about getting the music heard or getting a video seen. It's like it doesn't matter as much about where the stuff debuts or who's going to co-sign it or who's going to do what. It's it's like whatever gets the music heard, whatever gets the video seen, that's best. We're caught up at some points about like how to release it and almost overthinking how to how to release this stuff. And it's it's just like what I what I've learned the most is that like we don't need outside help. No one's gonna come in and like make this thing dope or like make it 
make it pop off. Just sign, hand you the like blank check and right. say like, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. We need to do it ourselves. No one's gonna care more about this project than than we are. And I've learned learned that very well. And like that's the mentality right now. Is like we're gonna decide if this thing is dope or not. No, but nobody else. You know? Do you feel like? Because I see this sometimes. Do you feel like compared to where maybe you or I started as bloggers, as journalists with our own sites, things like that? Compared to 2012, you know, closing down 2012, do you feel like the prominent established media is is just hurting more and more? And then outlets like blogs, I'm not even saying necessarily ours, but just outlets like blogs, like podcasts, like video series are coming up more and more and more versus like a few years ago? I definitely, I definitely think that that the uh, some of the established media that kind of I think they felt like they had a they had a lock or like the the quote unquote like old guard is uh, hurting for stuff. I mean, look at MTV, right? Why a few years ago they probably never would have been like, yeah, we're gonna put your stuff on TV. Like they 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 at first signed on to this project to just push it online, and as we've been going, like we've seen some of these videos actually on sucker free on tv it shows me that like all these established companies are looking for ways to tap into this the new way that media is and like they need they need that they need that online wave and uh yeah i mean that's that's that really is how it is i mean i think like even old content producers old older artists it's kind of like either get with the new style or get left behind and uh the good ones are doing that and you see that all over from uh for like what mtv's doing with us to like vice and noisy what they're doing i feel like kind of every major one is trying to find that like young like that young hip media outlet or people that will kind of help them bridge those gaps yeah man absolutely I wanted to ask you about some of the artists you have involved, some of the Chicago artists who are talk about our- on this record. You know, just kind of like whether it's how you got them, you know, on the record, or whether it's, you know, your relationship with them and their relationship with Ruby Hornet, all that kind of stuff. So okay. let's start with Rocky Fresh, an artist who is so huge right now. And I know that you have an extensive background with him. Yeah, man. Uh, Rocky Fresh is. Uh- He's a good friend of mine. He's a guy that, I mean, I did his first mixtape, Rocky's Modern Life. Uh, he walked into the Ruby Hornet loft, office space, uh, I think 2009. I don't know. And yeah, was that zero, was that literally at zero? And uh, he wanted me to uh, do his mixtape. Wanted Ruby Hornet to sponsor the mixtape. These were kids. I mean, I think the first ever message I got from these guys was like via Facebook and uh, they were just very genuine people they really wanted to do this like I think from the jump like he he everything that's happening now for Rocky is like what he really wanted and what really worked for and uh, I'm really glad that we're finally able to get him in to the closed sessions fold he's actually on two songs on this project and I hope that this is just the start of more like Rocky is someone that many artists kind of come and go or they like use you and then once they get above above what where you are they're just like peace Rocky's one of those that's never done that and I hope that that continues to be the case and like that's just someone that so it's like a yeah I'd say that's a friend of mine 
he he really is a supremely I, I feel silly using this word but he's nice mm-hmm. he's just straight up nice and I, you know I've interviewed him a couple times it's not like he and I have brunch or anything but I really like him as an artist and as a person because he's always just been so genuinely nice every interaction I've had with him yeah I agree Rock is a good dude very good dude um, YP another artist that is really coming up in a big way in Chicago this year yeah YP uh, that's another another guy that uh, is like family I did a mixtape with YP called No Sleep, and it really it really broke him out. I mean, that, that was the one, No Sleep. Uh, it started this whole thing, which he continues. He just released uh, No Doze. He, before that, he released Still Awake. This is the mixtape, like, series that me and him thought about literally at, like, 6 a.m. I, I was talking to him on text or Twitter or something. We were just talking, and it's like, man, we're not getting any sleep. Let's, let's do the mixtape. We did the mixtape. I saw him uh, a week or two ago, and he was like, to this day, man, No Sleep is like my, my, my best, my biggest one. It broke him out. He just signed a, a record deal. And I remember uh, doing the closed session with, with him and Freddie Gibbs, something new. And that, I mean, that's, I think that's a monumental time in his career. Like, and it was, and it's, it's, again, great that we could capture that. That's like that song is like his coming out party. He went on tour with Freddie Gibbs. I was in uh, South by Southwest that year, and Freddie Gibbs was headlining a show. I think it was the Biz Three Showcase, and he brought YP out, and they did that song, and like people were singing the words. So that's another dude that's family, and that's again, it's like where that's the favorite part of what I do. It's like I'm not just a writer. I'm able to be a DJ. I'm able to be creative. Like a lot of artists, trust me, they just like like what I'm doing and want to want to want to be a part of that and I like what they're doing and that's what is so dope and I think that's another key why closed sessions you know works and I and just to say like I will I this is like my we the best or DJ Khaled DJ drama like my name's not on it like that like there's no DJ RTC drops there's no like I'm not gonna yell on the mixtape on the album but it's like this is my this is my thing like this is what I want to contribute to hip-hop culture that I came up in and love that's like supported me and uh, I'll put this compilation against any like really any uh, and, and like, yeah, I'm just really happy that people like YP and Rocky that I have real relationships with are a part of it. It's not just like, let me write you a check and you can send me a verse, you know? Yeah. Vic Mensa, Macy Stewart, um, two of the members of Kids These Days, another group. I mean, just yet another act from Chicago who's just doing huge, huge things right now. Yep. Starting with Vic Mensa. You know, I'm, me and uh, Knowledge grew up together. I've known him for like 20 plus years. Dude, that's, I had no idea. That's crazy. Uh, we were on the same uh, Little League uh, baseball teams <laughs> for several years, like every year. We won many championships, too. Uh, we were really good. Actually, me and Knowledge were on like a real-life Mighty Ducks baseball team where we had like no wins during the season, and then everybody got awesome. We won the playoffs, and then the next year, we like didn't lose and won the championship again. So I feel like that could side, just be like a whole story. separate like forty minute, just you and knowledge talking about your like team. That's hilarious. Yeah. It was a joke with uh, when MTV Two came to do that uh, Chicago documentary. They were yeah. they kept joking with me that like after this we're gonna do the thirty for thirty about you and knowledge <laughs> playing literally together and stuff. So anyway, um, I was like, let's do it. But um, and a lot of people don't know this, but knowledge is a great 
great year for talent. I mean, so many of the artists that are popping now, he introduced, at least me to, and I think a lot of people to. And Vic Mensa is one of those people. Uh, we're at Soundscape uh, working on knowledge stuff, and like Vic Mensa was, I think, 15. He just started showing up. I have a, I have a picture of him, the, the party we did with Currency and Mike Posner, where we did the Rapper Weed song. There's a picture of Vic at Debonair, and he's like 15 years old and we somehow got him in the, in there and he's got like huge hair way different but anyway with uh but that's another guy like we did his first his first project like so many of these artists is a real genuine connection so Vic was like you know we had DJ Babu coming into town and anyone that knows me knows that like Babu is one of my musical heroes that has become a, a good friend of mine and uh, he's produced, I bet we could put out like a, just an album of DJ Babu closed session stuff. Like he's, he's at the core. So we're doing a party and Babu came in and uh, we did a session the next day. And uh, he didn't really know who he wanted to work with. The first time he came, he worked with Rhymefest and um, Adad. And then... He produced the Raekwon song, but he wasn't there. And he produced the Blue song. He, like, people pick his beats. They want to hear his beats first. When he came in person, I was like, yo, Babu, I think it'd be great if you work with Vic Mensa and Sir Michael Rocks of the Cool Kids because these are two young guys that have the same energy that you had and dilated peoples have. And it's like... This is that next generation of that like style of hip hop. And Babu is all about energizing and, and, and he's faced with like he's a legend to people my age, but to like a nineteen year old they may not even know who he is. So I asked Vic if he wanted to do it and I asked Mike if he wanted to do it. And uh to them they were both just like Babu's a legend. Hell yeah, I wanna work with him. So that was another just really dope situation. That song is gonna come out uh, I don't know when the podcast will come out, but that's coming out uh, August 29th, right before the album. And the documentary tells that story because you have Babu, a legend, working with, trying to like reintroduce himself to a new generation. Then you have these two artists that looked up to like Dilated Peoples is like one of the groups that they remember from high school or whatever, or maybe elementary school, how young they are. And you also have the dynamic of Mikey Rocks like was Vic Mensa a couple years ago yeah and that's all explained so that's really dope the record you know it's called Closed Sessions Volume 2 it's a Ruby Hornet release and that is coming out on August 30th like you mentioned and that's the same night that uh that you are doing a you know release event at Reggie's on the roof it's a barbecue kind of what's going to happen with that the release party is I hope it's just going to be a good time we're going to have free food for people we have some some djs lined up maybe a little bit more surprises but it's really just a way you know the digital freshnesses are a very big production you know it takes a lot of effort to put one of those on bringing in bringing in artists and you know we're doing this all ourselves we don't we don't have any sponsors none of these are sponsored all the money that i would make from doing all my other jobs and like that mike makes from soundscape is put into this closed sessions label and these these parties these events these songs um this time with the release party we want to just like let our hair down relax it's outside it's a barbecue music we're gonna have limited edition 
copies of the album, physical copies, where it's like, if you were there, you get one. I hope people like treat it like an artifact or like just a piece of Chicago music history. And I just hope it's a good time, man. You know, there's a lot of people that have helped make this happen. It's really a chance to celebrate all those people, all the countless Chicago artists on the project and just like other writers, just the, the, the people that have really helped this happen. So I hope people come have a good time. If you get there early, you're going to get a free cop, physical copy of the album that will ne never be made again. We're only going to make a hundred. So I hope, uh, people listening get there first and get one. I think it's going to be a good time. I know I'm going to be there, you know, and really you're always a busy individual. So what else is coming up? in 2012 or even 2013 for like Ruby Hornet, Closed Sessions, Digital Freshness, all that stuff. Well, I'm very excited about what's happening with Ruby Hornet. We have a new site design that's on now. We uh, Every week we're working on new ways to make the website better. So that's just, that's, that's just always an exciting thing. Any Col Columbia College students out there, I teach two classes at Columbia. You can look me up in the course catalog. Check me out there. But I think one of the, the things I'm most excited about is this transition that we're about to make uh, where Closed Sessions is going to, we're always going to do this once a month, bring in an artist, do a documentary. I hope that the next one comes out with MTV again. We already have, uh, we already started on Closed Sessions Volume 3 anthology with, with uh, Currency made a return trip. Uh, he did the first ever Closed Session with Rapper Weed and ever since then, I get hit every week about like when is that going to happen again. So currency came, we did a follow up. That's on the new the new project. Action Bronson came and did another song. So we have that. But what I'm really excited about is uh, the Chicago artists that are about to join the label and help us transition into something very special. A boutique label from Chicago, like a Rockus, like a Rhyme Sayers, like a Def Jam. We have. Uh, Jesus Peace from the Treated Crew. Uh, his album is finished. It will be coming out soon. Uh, we have Thelonious Martin, who produced, uh, I think, four records on Closed Sessions Volume 2, most notably Blackbird with Action Bronson. That's, like, huge. But uh, he's, like, the cornerstone of, of our label. He's on, uh, like, on Closed Sessions, so we're going to be releasing some instrumental projects with him and uh, an album with him. And then we also have uh, these two MCs who I just think are really dope, Alex Wiley and Kembe X. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, going back to what I kind of said a little earlier, it's like, yes, we don't have the... All these artists are signing major label deals, and we don't have that kind of... You know, we don't have those pockets. We don't... That, that's not where we are yet, but we're able to offer an artist, like, a lot of intangible things and also just like you're dealing with real people here so alex and uh kembe have man just you know taking that same risk that we're taking on them and like are going to be part of something special so that's going to be the closed session roster hopefully very soon we can like officially announce all that and yeah like i'm super excited so that's what is kind of going to be Going into next year, Jesus Peace will be coming this fall for sure. Thelonious Martin has a project coming soon, and he's 
going to be doing some big things. And then we have Alex Wiley and uh, and Kembe, and that's going to be like the closed sessions roster and go from there. Well, dude, it's it's huge. It's all huge. It's really exciting to see all of it happen. I, of course, dig the records. And, and you know that I'm a fan and supporter of what you're doing with the site and, and everything else. So always good to chat with you. Yeah, definitely. No, the podcast is a, a, a dear, dear resource for uh, not just me, for Chicago music, but I've been able to make several appearances, so that's pretty pretty dope. <laughs> I dig it, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> this has been the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Alex Fruchter from Ruby Hornet for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Rocky Fresh, YP, Kids These Days, and many, many more. You can find the Dynasty Podcast Network at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend. Yep, I'm good to go. And I feel like I'm still getting it wrong, so say your last name for me so I make sure I get it right. Fructor. 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 Like hook? Fructor. Fructor. There you go. As I was saying, fructor. Yeah, you you kind of have fructor. various various. Uh, I know, man. I'm always trying to get it right, and I always good. I always feel bad. You can call me RTC. <clears throat> Either way, whatever you want. All right. Fructor. Fructor. I don't, yes. don't do that. It's like that real <laughs> deep. Like you should feel it almost. In your yeah, 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 yeah. Fructor. Fructor. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna like roll it. <laughs> All right. I feel like I want to put that at the back of the podcast. There you go. Um...